Why do we work hard to solve small problems? Why do we reinvent ourselves and our clients over and over? And why are we giving away marketing strategy for free? It's time to bring home bigger paychecks. It's time to create the lifestyle we deserve and to make a greater impact. This is the Fractional CMO Show, and I'm Casey Stanton. Join me as we explore this growing industry and learn to solve bigger problems. Hey, it's Casey here, and I want to share with you kind of a new way of thinking. So years ago, I was a professor of marketing at Tulane University in New Orleans, and um, I had a blast doing it. And I had these students that I really just loved and cared for. They were hardworking juniors and seniors that were uh, marketing majors, and um, I taught a class that was a really hands-on uh, approach to direct response marketing. And there was one guy that was in the class. And, uh, you know, as the semester was kind of winding down, I would always press people and be like, what are you doing right now to um, fight for a job? How are you getting to the front of the line? How are you being atypical? Because if you're not the top in your class and that person is applying for the same job you're applying, why would anyone hire you? Right. So I would I would instruct the students to to kind of look for the side door to kind of come in. How can they come in through the side door? How can they be unique and different so that they can uh, land great jobs despite their GPA not being the highest in the whole university or in their whole graduating class? So there's this there's this guy. And I asked him, I was like, hey, uh, what are your job prospects? What are you working on right now? You know, how are you getting prepped to uh, to, to graduate? And he says, hey, I've got two jobs right now. I was like, sweet. What are they? He says, well, one is at Sunglasses Hut. And I can't recall what the other one was. It was some other kind of, uh, kind of retail um, job. And I just remember the Sunglasses Hut one. Uh, and I was like, you know, how are you doing there? He's like, honestly, man, I'm the best. He was kind of cocky, wore a leather coat, uh, like a really like too cool for school kind of guy. I was like, that's cool, man. What's that like? He's like, honestly, I just show up. Most days I sell two, three times more than everybody else, even my manager. I was like, how do you do it? He's like, I just know my stuff. I just know people. Uh, and then he's like telling me all about the sunglasses that I had brought. And he's like, oh, that's this brand and these and that. And, you know, those are the temple length. Like he knew all the stats on the sunglasses. Like, cool, man. Like that sounds really neat. How's it going for you, though? And he shared how frustrated he was. And he said, honestly, man, I'm great. But despite my best efforts, you know, I show up to the wrong job sometimes. I got to be working at the sunglass hut, but I'm over at the other job. And they're like, hey, we don't need you today. Uh, and then, you know, I'm across town and I have to fetch back to the other job. He says he gets a phone call on his off days saying that they're not his off days. Just like internally, like a little disorganized and not really great with, um, you know, like calendar time, showing up on time. He'd be late for class. Just kind of the guy he was, right? I don't, I don't really take it as, a, as being disrespectful. It's just kind of who he was. So the first thing I want to state with him is it's unacceptable to have a commitment and, and fail to deliver on your commitment. That's unacceptable. If you say, I'm going to be there at noon and you're not there at noon, you failed the commitment. And if we have one thing in life, we have our word and that's it, right? Everything else can be stripped from us, but we have our word, which is our integrity. And that's the one thing that I can bet on that you can bet on for yourself. So I don't like that he's late, but there's something special about his ability. So for the same time that he works, he does two to three times more sales than anybody else. That's interesting, right? So sharing this information um, uh, with a guy um, that I was in a, in a group with, and he said, you know what I would do? I would immediately fire his ass because that's demoralizing the whole team. Doesn't show up to work, shows up late. And then there's this woman who said, you know what I would do, Casey? 
I'd probably just call him the night before to make sure that he was all set to be at work on time. And what an interesting way to approach leadership. She's going to make one phone call. Maybe if you're technical, you would just set up a Slack notification to hit them and say, hey, don't forget, uh, re, you know, react with a thumbs up if, if you're all in for opening tomorrow at 8 a.m. Right? Maybe it's an automated text message. Maybe you text them. Maybe you call them. Whatever you do. But she says, that's what I would do. Because like, look, what does it cost me? Five minutes of my work. And what do I get from it? Double or triple the outcome from the person. Really an interesting thought, right? This is like this different way of thinking. How do you as the leader manipulate the environment so that people perform better? How do you help catalyze greater performance in the organization? What you could go do is you could go hire a standard salesperson and they would get 1x sales. Then you have to go hire a second salesperson. Now you have 2x sales. But you're not doubling the number of people coming in. So really it's not the same as two salespeople versus one salesperson that can sell at double the rate. You'd have to double the number of people showing up, right? He's able to sell twice as many uh, units of sunglasses to the same audience size. His close rate is just 50% or excuse me, 100% higher. Very interesting. So my question to you is, does the squeaky wheel get the grease or does the squeaky wheel get replaced? I don't think there's a one size fits all answer. But oftentimes people say the squeaky wheel gets replaced. And I think in a lot of ways that makes a ton of sense. If someone is um, dragging feet, if they're not helpful, if they're not a team player, if they're not whatever, can them. They're not the right person for the company. For your company, if they're your assistant, if they're a direct report of yours at a, at a uh, company where you're the CMO or the fractional CMO, if that person just, just doesn't do what they say they're going to do, fire them. You don't need them unless they've got some magic in them. And that magic, if you just did a little bit, if you could just send them a text message the night before work just to make sure that they showed up, could you get an asymmetric upside? Could you get a benefit from it that is, is non-linear? If the answer is yes, that's maybe something to consider. So all too often, I think it's easy for us to say, you're demoralizing, you're out of here. And I just want to open you up to the possibility that actually that's a very expensive thing to do. To fire someone means you don't have the coverage for that time. You don't have the staff member, right? Then you're going to have to go find someone, which takes a while. What's it going to take you? 45 days to find a new hire? Then you're going to have to train them and get them up to a certain level of uh, uh, capacity and, and, and um, confidence. And then you're going to be able to maybe be whole. Is it worth it? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, right? I don't want to be texting every single member of my team or one of my client's teams to make sure that someone shows up for work. Inappropriate. But if that's the one thing I have to do to help someone give me a huge outcome so I can hit our quarterly goals inside of the department, well, I'll just be texting at night just to make sure. And then over time, I want to build in systems and processes where other people are doing that to either support me, where I can delegate that out, or that person has to mature, or that person has to get cycled out. But just keep that in mind, that, that there are ways to salvage people who aren't necessarily the best of the best for you uh, in all aspects, but have some strengths in some, in some places that could be really useful to your organization, like their ability to produce some kind of work product or outcome. All right, if that was helpful, I'd love to hear from you. Head on over to the CMOX community. We have a free Facebook group for fractional CMOs and agency owners. That's at cmox.co forward slash community, cmox.co forward slash community. Talk to you soon.
Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more information and episodes, visit our site at fractionalcmoshow.com. Go ahead and punch that like and subscribe button on your favorite podcast app. It means a lot, at least to my mom. 